Hey guys, Veronica, Andrew, and Nate here. We are Foodies Watching Movies, a podcast dedicated to awesome movies, great food, and that's about it. Check us out on the JIC Network at www.journeyintocomics.com. Maybe throw some money over to our Patreon so we can eat this week. And now your feature presentation. Following the following journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 34 of Poor360. As always, I am your host, Andrew Porter. Thank you for joining me here today. Now, if any of you have been paying attention uh, for a while, they know that this show, in its current iteration, delves on topics of importance, topics that we might find uh, interesting and want to learn a little bit more about. And that kind of brings us to the topic I want to talk about today, which is Labor Day. As listen to this, uh, Labor Day happened yesterday. As I'm recording this, I am still in Labor Day. It's um, what many of us t- now today celebrate as a long weekend. Enjoy the last fetch of the summer. Kids are going back to school. or already back in school. Um, this is like the last trough for people to like close up their pool, to put away the like the outside furniture and all that, and just kind of start to prepare for the coming fall season. And some people, which I'll get into, which I think I've already talked about, is about how people, this is the first time people are like, alright, now that it's September 1st, everything must be Halloween, everything must be pumpkin spice and all of that. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to talk about Labor Day. And, like many of you, I kind of grew up not really knowing the gist of Labor Day. It was just a holiday when I had off from school. There was parades, you'd get candy, you'd get little... Dude, you go watch the parades. All of that wasn't anything exciting. And to be honest, like I really didn't think much. I knew it was probably a day started by the like, labor unions to try and just to deal with the the overworked nature of the world at the time. And that was just kind of the gist of my understanding of it. It was a it was a lot like some of the other holidays that we had celebrated, and things that we knew growing up. And I'm sure they probably tried to teach us in school, but it never really kind of came back to it. So I thought I'd do some digging, and I found a few articles that kind of discuss Labor Day, its origins, and all of that, and kind of why we celebrate it. So I'm going to dig right into that, but before I do that, I kind of wanted to share kind of um, what I did this Labor Day. Um, one thing I, I've learned with podcasting is that you have to, can't just be laying out all the facts, and I know you're not here just for the facts, you kind of want to know more about myself. So I spent this kind of holiday weekend doing um doing some fun so um got to enjoy having some friends over have a bonfire which is something that the weather was perfect for because it wasn't too hot wasn't too cold got to put a bunch of logs in the fire and kind of deal with this giant pile of firewood that i've had pretty much set since last year so got to do that and hang out with friends and then had um had a nate veronica and sarah over they had a gig up in milwaukee and then the kids slept over, and we did some fun foodies podcast. We'd be able to listen to this coming Wednesday, which is like the first part of our uh, season finale, which is great. And then got to do some kind of fun that should definitely listen to that to get some more fun with uh, the trio and Liz and I. So that was good. And then um, around all that, I've been doing some 
work on remodeling of our master bath. I was up in the um, attic on Friday trying to get um, some wiring for the over shower light done and then doing some drywall work, some puttying, some sanding, all of that fun stuff. And as I'm recording this, uh, Liz is doing like the paint and priming to get kind of all that prep so we can do some more tile work and start to close up the bathroom, get it kind of where we want it to be. So that was kind of my Labor Day weekend and now I'm doing the podcast and I'll have to do some work in prep for tomorrow and try and get a couple things done down in the in the fish room and yeah, just make for a good weekend. But that is just kind of a quick catch up about me. Now let's get back to what you're here for and that is Labor Day. So here's kind of some things I found and obviously I can dig into the wiki article but I'll kind of see that at the end it'll just kind of wrap up some points that I'll probably address multiple times through these articles because one thing about certain articles is that if you're looking at it they kind of repeat the same information they'll have the same origin but hopefully through this you'll kind of it'll reinforce some points and you'll get some new information as it goes along. So this is from dictionary.com everything after Z. So Obviously, it's more than just um, word definitions, but this is kind of the meaning of Labor Day. So for many of us, Labor Day means the end of summer vacation, a guilt trip for everyone wearing white, and an excuse for department stores to have sales. But it's important to keep in mind that true history behind this holiday. Labor Day is a celebration of laborers or of workers, and it was introduced at a time when labor meant something far more grueling than it generally does today. In the United States and Canada, Labor Day falls on the first Monday in September, but for many countries outside of North America, Labor Day is celebrated on May 1st. Now, when was the first Labor Day, you may be asking yourself. The first Labor Day celebration took place in New York City on September 5th, 1882. About 10,000 union workers marched in a parade to honor American workers who, at the time, were without the labor laws we now take for granted. The early celebration was a catalyst that spread Labor Day sentiment across America. Beginning with Oregon in 1887, a number of states adopted Labor Day as a legal holiday. Unfortunately, the holiday alone didn't remedy the labor situation. In Industrial Revolution era America in 1894, the entire railroad system was compromised by the strike and boycott against the Pullman Palace Car Company, a railroad company guilty of terrible treatment of their workers. In response to the Pullman strike, President Grover Cleveland ordered a federal ordered federal troops take action, which escalated to violence and caused several deaths. It was in the midst of this strike that the president Cleveland helped push through a bill that made Labor Day a national holiday. Also in the world, laborers are honored on May 1st, or on May 1st, also known as May Day. Um, also known as International Workers' Day, oddly enough, the event that inspired this holiday also happened in the United States. Countries worldwide adopted the holiday in response to the Haymarket Riot of 1886. Although it began as a peaceful labor protest, the demonstration turned violent when police retaliated against the Chicago workforce. Uh, whether you're barbecuing with friends and family or just enjoying some rest and relaxation, now you have the knowledge to take a moment and remember what Liberty is all about. And I will dig into this later, but let me just do a quick thing for the Haymarket Riot, which, since I'm recording this in the Chicago suburbs and it apparently took place in Chicago, it's definitely worth digging into a little bit. So let's see what we have to know about the Haymarket Riot. So on May 4th, 1886, a labor protest rally near Chicago's Haymarket Square turned into a riot after someone threw a bomb at police. At least eight people died as a result of this violence that day. Despite a lack of evidence against them, eight radical labor activists were convicted in connection with the bombing that Haymarket was, re- was viewed as a setback for the organized labor movement in America, which was fighting for such rights as the eight-hour workday. At the same time, the men convicted in connection with the riot were viewed by many in labor 
movement as martyrs. So, apparently with U.S. labor in the 1800s, strikes by industrial work were increasingly common in the United States in the 1880s, a time when work conditions often were dismal and dangerous and wages were low. The American labor movement during this time also included a radical faction of socialists, communists, and anarchists who believed the capitalist system should be dismantled because it exploited workers. Some of these labor's radicals were immigrants, many of them from Germany. Uh, did you know a statue dedicated to the policeman who died as a result of the violence at Haymarket Square was dedicated at the site of the riot in 1889? Monument to the men convicted in connection to the riot was erected in 1893 at the Forest Park in Illinois Cemetery where they are buried. Um, the riots began on May 4, 1886. Rally at Haymarket Square was organized by the labor radicals to protest the killing and wounding of several workers by the Chicago police during a strike the day before at the McCormick Reaper Works. Towards the end of the Haymarket Square rally, a group of policemen arrived to disperse the crowd as the police advanced an individual who was never identified through the bomb at them. The police and possibly some members of the crowd opened fire and chaos ensued. Seven police officers and at least one civilian died as a result, and the violence that day and an untold number of other people were injured. So in the aftermath of the Haymarket riot, the Haymarket riot set off a national wave of xenophobia. Scores of foreign-born radicals and labor organizers were rounded up by the police in Chicago and elsewhere. In August of 1886, eight men labeled as anarchists were convicted in a sensational and controversial trial in which the jury was considered to be biased, and no solid evidence was present linking the defendants to the bombing. Judge Joseph E. Gary imposed the death sentence on the seven of the men. The eighth was sentenced to 15 years in prison. On November 11, 1887, four of the men were hanged. Of the additional three who were sentenced to death, one committed suicide on the eve of his execution, and the other two had their death sentences commuted to life in prison by Illinois Governor Richard J. Oglesby, the governor was, re- was reacting to widespread public questioning of their guilt, which later led to successor Governor John P. Altgeld to pardon the three activists still living in 1893. In the aftermath of the Haymarket riot and subsequent trials and executions, public opinion was divided. For some, the event led to a heightened anti-labor sentiment, while others, including labor organizers around the world, believed the men had been convicted unfairly and viewed them as martyrs. So it gives a little bit of information about that. Um... Now let's kind of dig into uh, more about Labor Day. So Labor Day this year is on uh, Monday, September 2nd, which is one of the earlier times we have Labor Day, just kind of the way the month fell. A Labor Day pays tribute to the contributions and achievements of American workers and is traditionally observed on the first Monday in September. It was created by the labor movement in the late 19th century and became a federal holiday in 1894. Labor Day weekend also symbolizes the end of summer for many Americans to celebrate with parties, street parades, and athletic events. So why do we celebrate Labor Day? Labor Day, an annual celebration of workers and their achievements, originated during one of American labor history's most dismal chapters. In the late 1800s, at the height of the Industrial Revolution in the United States, the average American worked 12-hour days and seven-day weeks in order to eke out a basic living. Despite restrictions in some states, children as young as five or six told in mills, factories, and mines across the country, earning a fraction of their adult counterparts' wages. People of all ages, particularly the very poor and recent immigrants, often faced extremely unsafe working conditions with insufficient access to fresh air, sanitary facilities, and breaks. As manufacturing increasingly supplanted agriculture as the wellspring of America's unemployment, labor unions, which had first appeared in the late 18th century, grew more prominent and vocal. They began organizing strikes and rallies to protest poor conditions and compel employers to renegotiate hours and pay. Many of these events turned violent during this period, including the famous, the infamous Haymarker Riot of 1886, in which several police 
as I all said before, um, on September 5th, 1882, 10,000 workers took unpaid time off to march from City Hall to Union Square in New York City, holding its first Labor Day parade in U.S. history. The idea of a work, working man's holiday celebrated on the first Monday in September caught on in other uh, industrial centers across the country and many states passed legalization recognizing it. Congress would not legalize the holiday until 12 years later, which, when a watershed moment in American labor history, brought him workers' rights squarely into the public view. On May 11th, uh, 1894, employees of the Pullman Palace Car Company in Chicago went on strike to propose wage cuts in the firing of union representatives. On June 26th, the American Railroad Union, led by Eugene V. Debs, called for a boycott of all Pullman railway cars, crippling rural traffic nationwide. To break the Pullman strike, the federal government dispatched troops to Chicago, unleashing a wave of riots that resulted in the deaths of more than a dozen workers. So who created Labor Day? In the wake of the massive unrest and the attempt to repair ties with American workers, Congress passed an act making Labor Day a legal holiday in the District of Columbia and the territories. On June 28, 1894, President Grover Cleveland signed into law more than a century later the true founder of Labor Day has yet to be identified. Many credit Peter J. McGuire, co-founder of the American Federation of Labor, while others suggested that Matthew McGuire, a secretary of the Central Labor Union, first proposed the holiday. Labor Day is still celebrated in cities and towns across the United States, with parades, picnics, barbecues, fireworks displays, and other public gatherings. For many Americans, particularly children and young adults, it represents the end of the summer and the start of the back-to-school season. So, there we go. Now, have we forgot the true meaning of Labor Day? Labor Day is a U.S. national holiday held the first Monday every September. Unlike most U.S. holidays, it is a strange celebration without rituals except for shopping and barbecuing. For most people, it simply marks the last weekend of summer and the start of the school year. The holiday's founders in the late 1800s envisioned something very different from what the day has become. The founders were looking for two things. I mean, a unifying union workers and a reduction in work time. The first Labor Day occurred in 1882 in New York City under the direction of that city's central labor union. In the 1800s, unions covered only a small fraction of workers and were uh, balkanized and relatively weak. The goal of the organizations like the Central Labor Union and more modern-day counterparts like the AFL-CIO was to bring many small unions together to adhere to a critical mass and power. The organizers of the first Labor Day were interested in creating an event that brought different types of workers together to meet each other and recognize their common interests. However, the organizers had a large problem. No government or company recognized the first Monday in September as a day of work. The issue was solved temporarily by declaring a one-day strike in the city. All striking workers were expected to march in a parade and then eat and drink at a giant picnic afterwards. <clears throat> the New York Tribune's reporters covering the event felt the entire day was like one long political barbecue with rather dull speeches. So, why was Labor Day invented? Labor Day came out because workers felt they were spending too many hours and days on the job. In the 1830s, manufacturing workers were putting in 70-hour work weeks on average. 60 years later, in 1890, hours of work had dropped, although the average manufacturing worker still toils, toiled in a factory 60 hours a week. These long working hours caused many union organizers to focus on winning a shorter 8-hour workday. They also focused on getting workers more days off, such as the Labor Day holiday and the reducing the work week to just 6 days. These early organizers clearly won since the most recently so that the average person working in manufacturing is employed for a bit over 40 hours a week, and most people work only five days a week. Surprisingly, many politicians and business owners were actually in favor of giving workers more time off. That's because workers who had no free time were not able to spend their wages on traveling, entertainment, or dining out. <clears throat> As the U.S. economy expanded beyond farming and basic manufacturing in the late 1800s and early 1900s, 
became important for businesses to find consumers interested in buying the products and services being produced in even greater amounts. Shortening the work week was one way of turning the working class into the consuming class. So the many common misconception is that since Labor Day is a national holiday, everyone gets the day off. Nothing could be further from the truth. While the first Labor Day was created by striking, the idea of a special holiday for workers was easy for politicians to support. It was easy because proclaiming a holiday like Mother's Day costs legislators nothing and benefits them from curing favor with voters. In 1987, Oregon, Colorado, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey all declared a special legal holiday in September to celebrate workers. Within 12 years, half the states used in the country recognized Labor Day as a holiday. It became a national holiday in June of 84, or sorry, June of 1894 when President Grover Cleveland signed the Labor Day Bill into law. While most people interpreted this as recognizing the day as a national vacation, Congress's proclamation covers only federal employees. It's up to each state to declare its own legal holidays. Moreover, proclaiming any day an official holiday means little, as an official holiday does not require private employers and even some government agencies to give their workers the day off. Many stores are open on Labor Day. Essentially, essential government services in protection and transportation continue to function, and even less essential programs like national parks are open. Because not everyone is given the time off on Labor Day, union workers as recently as the 1930s were being urged to stage one-day strikes if their employers refused to give them the day off. In the President's annual Labor Day celebration last year, this is an older article, the President encouraged Americans to observe this day with an appropriate program of ceremonies and activities that honor the contribution and resilience of working Americans. The proclamation, however, does not officially declare that anyone gets time off. Today, the, most people in the U.S. think of Labor Day as a non-controversial holiday. There's no family drama like at Thanksgiving, nor religious issues like at Christmas. However, 100 years ago, there was controversy. The first controversy that many people fought over was how militant workers should act on a day designed to honor workers. Communists, Marxists, and socialist members of the trade union movement supported May 1st as an international day of demonstrations, street protests, and even violence, which continues even today. More moderate trade union members, however, advocated for a September Labor Day of parades and picnics, and the U.S. picnics instead of street protests won the day. There's also a dispute over who suggests the idea. The earliest history from the mid-1930s credits Peter J. McGuire, who founded the New York City Brotherhood of Carpenters and Joiners, in 1881 was suggesting the date that would fall nearly midway between the 4th of July and Thanksgiving, but probably showed the strength and spirit decor of the trade and labor organizations. Later scholarships from the early 1970s make an excellent case that Matthew McGuire, a representative from the Michiganist Union, actually was the founder of Labor Day. However, because Matthew McGuire was seen as too radical, the more moderate Peter McGuire was given the credit. What actually came up with the deal will likely never be known. Huh. Yeah, actually, I actually could vote. It's probably because it's an old article. It's probably not a valid poll anymore. Now, have we lost the spirit of Labor Day? Today, Labor Day was, is no longer about trade unionists marching down the street with banners and their tools of trade. Instead, it's a confused holiday with no associated rituals. The original holiday was meant to handle a problem of long working hours and no time off. Although the battle over these issues would seem to have been won long ago, the issue is starting to come back with a vengeance. Not for manufacturing workers, but for highly skilled white-collar workers, many of whom are constantly connected to work. To work all the time and never take, really take a vacation, start a new ritual that honors the original spirit of Labor Day. Give yourself the day off. Don't go into work, shut off your phone, computer, and electronic devices connected to your daily grind. Then go to a bar barbecue like the original participants did over a century ago and celebrate having at least one day off from work during the year. And that's really a lot of the information on it. Um, I'll dig through the Wikipedia article just to kind of tie up loose ends, but it's 
seems like it, a lot of this really covers what's going on. So, um, the Wikipedia article, which I'll kind of read to you guys now, is Labor Day is the United States of America. Labor Day in the United States of America is a public holiday celebrated on the first Monday of September. It honors the American labor movement and the power of collective action by laborers, who are essential for the workings of society. It is the Monday of the long weekend known as Labor Day weekend. It is recognized as a federal holiday. Beginning in the 19th century, as the trade union labor movements grew, trade unionists proposed that a day be set aside to celebrate Labor Day, which was promoted by the Central Labor Union and the Knights of Labor, which organized the first parade in New York City. In 1887, Oregon was the first state of the Union to make it an official public holiday. By the time it became an fed, official federal holiday in 1894, 30 states, the United States, officially celebrated Labor Day. Canada's Labor Day is also celebrated on the first Monday of September. More than 80 countries celebrate International Workers' Day on May 1st, the ancient European holiday of May Day. May Day was chosen by the Second International of Socialist and Communist Parties to commemorate the Haymarket Affair, which occurred in Chicago on May 4th, 1886. Now, the origin began in the late 19th century. As the trade union labor movements grew, different groups of trade uh, unionists chose a variety of days in which to celebrate labor. In the United States, a September holiday called Labor Day was first proposed in the early 1880s. Alternate stories of events or, uh, origination exist. According to one early history of Labor Day, the event originated in connection with the General Assembly of the Knights of Labor, convened in New York City in September of 1882. In connection with this clandestine Knights Assembly, a public parade of various labor organizations was held on September 5th under the auspices of the Central Labor Union, or the CLU, of New York. Secretary of the CLU, Matthew McGuire, is credited for first proposing that a National Labor Day holiday subsequently be held on the first Monday of each September in the aftermath of this successful public demonstration. As a friend of thesis maintains that the idea of the Labor Day was the brainchild of Peter J. McGuire, a vice president of the American Federation of Labor, who put forward the initial proposal in the spring of 1882. According to McGuire, on May 8, 1882, he proposed to the fledgling Central Labor Union in New York City that a day be set aside for a general holiday for the laboring class. According to McGuire, he further recommended that the event should begin with a street parade as a public demonstration of organized labor, solidarity, and strength, with the march followed by a picnic into which participation in local unions could sell tickets as a fundraiser. According to McGuire, he says the first Monday of September is an ideal date for such a public celebration, owing to optimum weather and the date's place on the calendar sitting midway between the 4th of July and Thanksgiving public holidays. Liberty picnics and other public gatherings frequently feature speeches by prominent labor leaders. In 1909, the American Federation of Labor convened convention designated the Sunday preceding Labor Day as Labor Sunday, to be dedicated to the spiritual and educational aspects of the labor movement. Movement, sorry. The secondary date failed to gain significant traction in popular culture. And uh, like has been said before, in 1887, Oregon became the first state in the United States to make Labor Day its official public holiday. And 30 U.S. states officially celebrated Labor Day by the time it became an official holiday in 1894. The federal law, however, only makes it a holiday for federal workers. As late as the 1930s, unions were encouraged workers to strike to make sure they got the day off. All U.S. states, the District of Columbia and the United States territories, have subsequently made Labor Day a statutory holiday. The date of May 1st, an ancient European folk holiday known as May Day, emerged in 1886 as an alternate holiday for the celebration of labor, later becoming known as International Workers' Day. The date had its origins at the 1885 Convention of the American Federation of Labor, which passed a resolution calling for the adoption of the eight-hour day, effective May 1st, 1886. While negotiations with vision for achievement on the shortened workday, 
Use the strike to enforce the demand was recognized, with May 1st advocated as a date for coordinated striking action. Thus, approximately the date to the bloody Haymarket affair on May 4th, 1886, further accentuated May 1st radical reputation. There was disagreement among labor unions at the time about when a holiday celebrating workers should be, with some advocating for a continued emphasis on the September, March, and picnic date, while others sought the designation of the more politically charged date of May 1st. Conservative Democratic President Glover Clean was one of those concerned that a labor holiday on May 1st would tend to become a commemoration of the Haymarket Affair, which would strengthen socialist and anarchist movements that backed the May 1st commemoration around the globe. In 1887, he supported the September Labor Day holiday as a less inflammatory alternative. The date was formally adopted as the United States Federal Holiday in 1894. Labor Day is called the unofficial end of summer because it marks the end of the cultural summer season. Many take their two-week vacations during the two weeks ending Labor Day weekend. Many fall activities such as school and sports begin at this time. In the United States, many school districts resume classes around the Labor Day holiday weekend. Some begin the week before, making Labor Day weekend the first three-day weekend of the school calendar. While others return the Tuesday following Labor Day, many districts across the Midwest are opted to begin school after Labor Day, which is not the case here. Um, in the U.S. state of Virginia, the amusement park industry has successfully lobbied for legislation requiring most school districts in the state to have their first day of school after Labor Day in order to give families another weekend to visit amusement parks in the state. The relevant statute has been nicknamed the King's Dominion Law after one such park. The law was repealed in 2019. Huh, did not know about that, that it was actually no longer a thing. In the state of Minnesota, the state fair ends on Labor Day. Under certain date law, public schools normally do not begin until after the holiday. One reason given for this time was to allow for school children to show 4-H projects at the fair. Well, that makes sense. In the U.S. sports, Labor Day weekend marks the beginning of many fall sports. National Collegiate Athletic Association, or the NCAA, teams usually play their first games that weekend. The National Football League traditionally played their kickoff game the Thursday following Labor Day. Bears-Packers, Thursday. Stay tuned. The Southern 500 NASCAR auto race has been held on Labor Day weekend at Darlington Raceway in Darlington, South Carolina from 1950 to 2003 and since 2015. At Indianapolis Raceway Park in the National, Red, the National Hot Rod Association holds their finals of the NHRA U.S. Nationals Drag Race that weekend. Labor Day is the middle point between weeks one and two of the U.S. Open Tennis Championships held in Flushing Meadows, New York. In fashion, Labor Day is or was considered the last day when it is accessible to wear white or seersucker. There are numerous events and activities are organized in major cities. For example... New York offers the Labor Day Carnival and fireworks over Coney Island in Washington. One pop event is the Labor Day Concert, the U.S. Capitol featuring the National Symphony Orchestra with free attendance. And there's also like the Labor Day sales that's very similar to Black Friday in some cases, but no, not nearly as extreme. And I think that gives you plenty of information on the day we know now as Labor Day. Definitely enjoy the day and... Definitely reminded that this day is not just a no-nonsense day to have off to enjoy time with family. It's a day that recognizes what the workers of the past fought for, for the workers of the future. And I think that'll do it for Poor360 for this week. You guys have a great week. You've been listening to Poor360. You can find us on the socials at Poor360 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us and all the other podcasts on our network at journeyintocomics.com or early access at patreon.com slash journeyintocomics.
You can find us on all podcasting platforms like CastBox, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and many others.